Mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. Welcome to episode 28 of GameZilla Alpha. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Universal Studios, just kidding, copyright infringement, it is Motor City Gaming Studios, Jazzy Fiddle! He's not kidding. We're at Universal Studios right now. Yeah, so everyone's going to ask us on the Discord or wherever they talk to us why we did that. And it's simply, I started singing it, and Jazzy was like, Oh, uh, that's the Fox theme. I'm like, that's not the Fox theme. And we started just like mumbling these songs back and forth. And finally, we decided to look it up on YouTube. And then, you know, what the hell? Do it on the show, too. And then while he wasn't looking, I took a piece of paper. I found a black crayon. I wrote the word Universal Studios on it (laughs) really poorly. Yeah. So like it was done by a little child. Yeah. And then I taped it to the studio door. Perfect. So we are currently in Universal Studios. That way, when the lawyers come, they'll be like, oh, you know what? They're legit. legit. They have a sign. Yeah. yeah. If they have a sign, it's got to be legit. Yeah. So <clears throat> so uh, breaking news, Motor City Gaming has been bought out by Universal Studios. We are now Universal Studios employees, getting minimum wage. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Living the dream. We get paid in crayons. Yeah, that's right. Well, you get paid in crayons. I actually get some real money. Wait, what? Yeah. You don't get paid in crayons? It was part of my contract. I was like, pay him in crayons, pay me the money. Wait a, yeah. wait a minute. I know you like crayons, man. I got you back. Don't worry. I mean, I do like my crayons. All right. Well, welcome to uh, GameZilla Alpha, your podcast where we kind of pick an opinion, a debate, a topic that maybe isn't the easiest to talk about, but we want to we wanna bring it to your ears and, and get your input on it as well. Today is an interesting topic. I, I'm really excited to, uh, to get into this one. Um, it's one that I feel we have fans and friends in, in the industry that will we'll take both sides on this. And it, it's simply entitled gamers. And what do I mean by that? This game recently came out called Cuphead. And we played it in our pre-show on the GameZilla podcast on Monday nights um, so people could watch us play. And we really quickly learned this game is difficult. It is very difficult. Uh, a little bit difficult. <laughs> From what we did, I'm going to go very difficult. And I liked it, right? I like Cuphead. The art style is great. It's a, piece of, it's a piece of art for sure. And uh, But there's been some 
interesting rumblings coming through the forums and Twitter and all these stuff from to the to the studio and uh, some of the you know video game community that the game's too hard. And it brought up a topic that people wanted to talk about is if you buy a video game, are you entitled to the ending? And I, I read this article from, on Polygon from Ben Kutra uh, that was, it was an interesting article. And, and it just made me want to have, wanted to bring up our, our talk piece for us that gaming in general, if you buy a video game, are you entitled, do you deserve to be able to experience the entire game if you're good or not at the game? And, you know, for me, I'm going to take, I take the side that I'm against this. I think, you know, you need to work and earn your way if you want the full experience. Just because you, you, you buy admission doesn't mean you get everything. And, you know, a lot of people want to debate different w reasons why the gaming industry um, is different and unfair in the sense of you're buying a product and not being able to necessarily get the full potential out of it by using other things we're going to get into in the show. But I just, I'm going to put my standpoint here is that I'm against this. And I think, Jazzy, you're also against it. Am I right? I'm, I did a lot of brainstorming. And by brainstorming, I mean I wrote a bunch of stuff down with crayons. That's all you got. And um, Man, do you got some nice crayons. I finally came to the conclusion after my pros and cons list that I am also against this. Yeah, your pros and cons was confusing because they were all all your crayons are black, so I just didn't I, I couldn't really understand if it was a pro, a con. You know, the pie chart just looks like a black circle because it's black on black. Yeah, I just I don't know. That was actually supposed to be a black Pac-Man. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes more sense then. <clears throat> Except the mouth was also missing, so it was just a circle. Yeah, he um he doesn't open his mouth unless he's got to eat something. Okay, and perfect. there was nothing on there to eat. Gotcha. Your version of Pac-Man. Got it. Yeah, he's. He's a unique feller. <laughs> okay. Well, um, let's get into it. The topic of Entitled Gamer. And we, we, we picked this title because, I, because, we're, because I'm against this, right? I, I, don't, I don't agree that because you buy something, you deserve the full experience. And we're going to use Cuphead mostly because it's the most recent game that's, that's come out last week that definitely has a has a learning curve to it, but it is an impossible. The game is not an impossible task. Uh, I have not beat this game yet, so let's clarify that. We, we've played it, we've beaten several bosses, we've beaten several normal levels, and yes, I can see the fr where the frustration comes from. The game is very unique. The art style is very cool, and people want to be able to experience it, but they're upset that they can't, right? So... The question then comes in, well, why not offer special abilities to be able to play a video game in different ways where I can skip bosses and just play the game or I can go into a easy mode? Now, mind you, Cuphead does have an easy mode on most levels. When you fire up a level, it says normal and simple. I have not tried simple because I don't, A, I don't want to, but it is there. I'm against certain things here. An easy mode is not a, it's not a 
not something I'm against. If you want to put it in easy mode, most games have a difficulty bar, right? You you start a game and says, do you want to do normal? Do you want to turn on hard? Or by beating normal, you unlock hard. And then some games even let you go the other way where it's like novice, easy, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not against that because as an individual gamer, you should pick what you want and run with it. And And I think that is a fair choice at that point. What I what I am against is this idea of like, well, I can't beat the bosses, so let me skip them. I can't yeah. <laughs> like then I can't do that. I'm not I'm not uh, uh, a fan of that idea, and the bosses in this particular game are literally the biggest part of the game. It's yeah. actually the biggest part of the story, and I'm not gonna give spoilers away. But the bosses are the most impressive thing there is. So if you could skip them just so that you could see the next level, just so that you could see what would happen in the story, it just, to me, is like, no, yeah, I don't want that functionality built in. I don't, like, why? Who, I, I don't even know who would want that. Especially in a video game. I feel like if you just want to see the level and then skip past the boss just to get the story, you can do this thing called watch a movie. <laughs> right. Um, and that's what you do. You don't actually have to physically play the movie. You could just watch it. Hmm. Crazy concept. Yeah, and I get it. Video games are one of the only means of expression where you have to pass some sort of test to get to the next part, right? But that's that's the the lure of video games. If you're a fan of video games, it's it's because of that. It's because there is a challenge. And I, I understand that some challenges are, are too much. Like, example, I am not a fan of the Dark Souls series. I played Bloodborne, and I enjoyed it a little bit, but I by no means ever finished that game. Mm-hmm. And I probably never will. And I'm 100% okay with every penny I spent on it. Because I enjoyed what I enjoyed out of it, and I also understand that if I wanted to dedicate the effort, I could beat it. I just don't want to. And I'm okay with that. And so, like, for me, people that believe that they deserve this, it, this is where we get this entitlement from, right? These the people that are like, well, I spent 60 bucks. I should be able to just, you know, do what I want to do. And it comes, you know, and we can compare things, you know, like this article did comparing music and books and, and all sorts of other artistic outlets and basically sit there and say, well, like, uh, you know, I can watch an episode of Game of Thrones and I can just fast forward and watch the end and skip everything. And, and maybe that's the person I am. I enjoy that. Good. But you definitely decreased the value of, of what you did because, you know, let's just say you bought a season of Game of Thrones on Blu-ray and you fast forward to the end of every episode. Well, you took your viewing time of, I don't know, 16 hours or 20 hours and you dwindled it down to, you know, two hours. A couple hours, yeah. yeah. And so for me, like your $40 purchase, you know, was for two hours versus 20 hours. So the value there, right? And, you know, it value to you is different than value to me. And that's fine. But just because you can do that with a movie doesn't mean you should be able to do it with a game. You know, and, and I think the best, you know, ben, ben in this article put it the best way is like, you go to a museum and you look at a painting. And it's, you know, red, orange, and green. You don't go over there and say, actually, you know, I don't, I don't want it to be red, orange, and green. I want it to be blue, purple, and pink. It doesn't work that way. It's, re- it's, it, it's the colors that it is. You, you enjoy right. the art. You, intake, you, t- you take it in. You, you know, uh, have your own opinion on it and your own thoughts of what, what the expressions and, and the meaning of it is. But 
you don't get to control that. And so, like... Especially because it's a form of art. Like, it, yeah. it's an expression by somebody, so it's their creation. Yeah, these people so, like, that to made... spin the museum thing even a little bit further, let's say you go to an art gallery. Yeah. And you want to buy that painting. Just because you're spending money purchasing that painting doesn't mean you can tell the artist that he has to change it the way you want it. Yeah. Like, you just don't, know. Like, you're buying it because you enjoy his his expressiveness and what he's done on that specific piece. Not because you want to buy it and then make it the way you want it. At, at that point, become an artist. Yeah. <laughs> A game has, for me, has always been, and this goes all the way back to when my parents gave me my first NES, is I would put Mario in as a kid, and I would know the first level was on top of the world. You know, you're, you're, you're in normal world. And I know that if I could beat it, I could get to the underworld, right? Because that was, that was the next part. And, my, and I knew that was next. So I wanted to be, I, I, I got better at the first world so I could get to the second world, right? So like for me, like it's always been that way. Playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES, as much as I hated the water level, I always wanted to play the water level. And I knew I had to get to the water, I had to earn my way to the water level. So I had to be I had to survive to get there, right? Same with, and, and you can keep going, right? Mario 3. We've all played Super Mario 3. And we always go to the flying ships, right? And we'd even take our shortcuts with the flutes and everything to try to get to World 8 faster so that we could, you know, fight the, on, the, on the flying floating ships. But we still had to know how to get there. It wasn't like, oh, I want World 8. I'm just going to skip to World 8. And you didn't get that. And, and that's how gaming was. And, it was and, and you go back and play old video games, and they're hard. You yeah. don't get unlimited lives. You don't get unlimited continues. You don't get, like, they were difficult. And, and honestly, the gaming industry has gotten easier, in my opinion, with games. But every so often, a game comes out like Cuphead, like Dark Souls, like Bloodborne, like, you know, uh, Ninja Gaiden, you know, ga- difficult games. And then this topic gets brought up every time because people get upset because they don't want to practice. They don't want to take the time to be good at something. And I'm not saying you're not good at gaming, but each game has its own mechanics. It has its own skills that maybe you have to adjust to. And, you know, my opinion is you have to practice. You have to earn the right to be able to beat a game. Mm -hmm. So that way... When you do beat that game, it's a tr- it's a trophy. It is something that you earned. It's a it's a pride. It's whatever you want to think of it. You know. And yeah, putting the time into a game is like they say, like the old saying goes, "Practice makes perfect." So, as an example, like if you or I had never played League of Legends before, and we throw it on, we're like, "Hey, we're gonna try this, and we're gonna do a match where we one v one each other, one lane." Whoever kills the other person kills the other person. We're on equal battlefield. None of us know how to play this game. We've never played it before. We are on equal terms, so we both have an equal right and opportunity to be what we would consider good and or better than the other person. Right. However, if you threw League in right now and said, hey, you want to know what? We're going to 1v1 each other in the mid lane. I'm going to have an advantage. I've played the game for six years. You've played it for a couple years. Right. And I've put way more time into it 
more characters, more but practice. Right? But once I turn easy mode on, you're doomed because I'm <laughs> better than you. Exactly. And that, so, uh, and that's what's that's what's silly about this whole thing is you're taking away the the thrill and the the effort and the drive from these people that want to put the time in and want to get good and want to be able to get through the difficult parts to see the end game. And you're saying, oh, you want to know what? Well, this guy's not as good as you, so we're just going to make this whole game easier so that you both can do the same thing. Like, Which, what does that do? It's not like, fair. If, we, if that did exist and I could flip a switch that would allow me to 1v1 you and beat you, well, you would you everything you worked for and 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 the you know pride and want to play that game would dissipate. You'd be like, well, mm-hmm. what's the what's the point? What's the point if this guy can just flip a switch, you know, and all the hard work I put in, he just bypasses? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not right, right? And that's and I guess that's where I'm getting at. Like you know, it's the same thing. Like they wanted to use a bunch of uh, they wanted to use a bunch of examples with art. I'm going to use a different example. I'm going to bring up my own example. And it may be completely off base, but I'm going to just, you know, with my with my past and my history, I'm going to use a sport, and it's soccer. And you could use it with hockey, I'm sure, Jazzy. But anybody can play soccer. Anybody can sign up, join a league, rec all the way to professional, whatever. But the difference of when you with soccer is that I, you know, I grew up and wanted to play soccer on a competitive level. I had to work. I didn't make the first high school team. I didn't, you know, I didn't make the cuts at my first travel team, but I busted my ass to make those teams. And I did, I earned it. And so for me, it's like, yeah, you can play soccer and you can enjoy it from just going over to the rec center and playing pickup ball every day of your life and good for you. But if you want to be better at a sport, like that, you practice and you and you earn the right to go to a tryout and make that cut and have someone believe in you and give you that spot. And it's the same thing with with video games. I mean, we're sitting here with you know video games in the forefront of esports right now. It's the same thing. I don't. I I can't go out and be on a pro league team. I can't. I'm not good enough. And I accept that. I watch the pros all the time. I learn from them all the time, and it helps me get better at the game. But I don't feel upset that I can't be at their level because they only play league, and they play it every day of their life, and it is their job. Mm-hmm. So I but understand wait, that. But you're playing Ash, and you spent your money to buy her new championship skin, so you should automatically be a champion, right? You know, and we're skewing this a bit, but that's that's the concept here. It is right. It's that you you know you're investing into this so that you you feel entitled to gaining something, even though maybe you're not putting the time in. And that's simply it with Cuphead. Cuphead is repetition and memorization. That is it. It is the it is the example. It is the perfect clone of so many platformers in the past. Mega Man to you know to Mario to, to all all those games. It's the same concept. You gotta you gotta figure out the the jumping patterns. You gotta figure out the, when when you can cause damage, when to duck, when to jump, when, all those things, right? Uh, and and once you do that, and you can memorize it, the game becomes actually quite easy because you just start dodging everything because the you know the bosses are are developed. To do the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and there might be a few mechanics here and there that rotate, and there's the chance of it 
you know, spawning in a different order. But if you know the pattern, you can still react to it. And so for me, it's like I don't, I don't feel bad at all that Cuphead's difficult. Not at all. I think if you want to beat Cuphead, you should, you should earn the right to beat Cuphead. And because you spent the 20 bucks on it, doesn't give you privileges for anything. If you can't beat the game and you're fed up and you don't want to play anymore, guess what? Hop on YouTube and watch everything you want because it's all on there. Okay? Yeah. So go enjoy it if that's the way you want to enjoy it. But don't be upset that you spent money and then did not want and you wanted to beat the game, but you did not want to dedicate the time to beat the game. And that's it. That's bottom line. You know, and you you were a very good hockey player. Mm-hmm. Better than I ever was. Because you put the time in. You got up ass early to go to practice before school sometimes. Like, I never Mm -hmm. even fathomed the idea of hockey practice before I went to school. No. Fuck that. (laughs) I'm not interested in that. I like to sleep. And that is why I'm not as good at hockey as you. Is there natural skill ability too? Absolutely. But I'm not even taking that into factor. The fact is that you put all that effort in to be what you were. And so... Using that as an example is the same in gaming. And and if people are like, well, it's a video game. It's supposed to just be fun and leisurely. It's like, right. But some games are, ch- every video game has challenge to it. I don't care how fun and easy it is. There's still challenge. That's the concept of a video game. You start a world or you have five lives and you have to get from point A to point B before you run out of lives. What, whatever the goal is, save the princess, kill 50 people, whatever it is. That you know, that's the challenge. And sometimes you, you complete the challenge and you feel good. And sometimes you fail the challenge and it drives you to try it again. And you know what? And guess what? The advantage the thing about a challenge and the thing about you know determination and practice is that sometimes you don't reach your goal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you fail, and that's okay. As long as you learn from failing. Like if every if every challenge was reachable then it'd be boring. Yeah, it's a sense of pride, really. So here in the great state of Michigan, it's fall, and with fall comes one of my favorite times of the year, which is uh, cider mill season. I absolutely love going to like the pumpkin patch cider mill and stuff like that, and every year I enjoy doing the corn maze. So the corn maze, like somebody took their time to literally carve a maze out of this cornfield took all this time, all of this effort to make it a difficult challenge. And they would do things to make it easier, like they'll put like a big flagpole at the at the exit so you can kind of look up and see where you're at in the maze so you, you know, aren't lost in there forever. But the difference is I go in and pay my $10 and I start the maze and I have a thrill in like trying to figure it out. Which way to go? I, ma- I made a wrong turn, now I got to backtrack and I know that if I can figure this out mentally... At the end of it, when I get to that flag, I'm going to get my cider and donuts. Some cider mills do that. Some don't. So, hey, here's your free donut and here's your free cup of cider. You made it through this maze. But then there's people that just want the end game. They don't care. They don't care about the maze. They don't care about the challenge. They don't have any pride in the fact that they worked through something. So they literally just start at the beginning and walk through the corn Yep. to get to the end so they can get their cider and donuts. And where's the, where's the thrill in that for them? Like yeah. everybody's different, so I'm not I'm not bashing them for that. But like, why why even pay the ten dollars to do the corn maze at that point? Why don't you just go spend the ten dollars on cider and donuts? Yeah. So, because <laughs> then they can say that they beat a corn maze. 
They they want that instant gratification of, hey, I paid this money and I did this maze. No, you didn't. Yeah. You you just you flubbed it. You walked right to the end point. Like there was no you didn't defeat any challenge at all. Yeah. You ruined it and potentially you caused someone else to maybe do that as well. Or you or you uh you know screwed the maze up a little bit by creating a path that's kind of open for people to also walk through. And it's just, you know, it's not the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And now translating that to gaming, um, you know, cheating. Right. And, and, and I guess my thing is like, I'm not talking about cheating in the sense of like game genie days where like you could hook up a game genie and you can use a code and get infinite lives. Like, whatever. If that's how you want to play a game so that you can... Because guess what? Infinite Lives means you're still playing the levels and you're still learning the levels. Mm-hmm. And maybe one day you're going to go, you know what? Now I'm going to try to beat it without that. Good. You used it as a crutch and then you got rid of it. Good for you. What I mean is cheating or hacking a game in an unfair way to gain an advantage over other people. in a Because gaming is so competitive now. Everything's yeah. online. Everything's against other people most of the time. So if you find a way to, to cheat a game that puts another player at a disadvantage, you're ruining their experience when they bought the game for the same price that you bought the game, and you're, you, and you're ruining their yeah. experience. One of the so. best examples that we can come up with currently is we're both heavy into Destiny 2. And we enjoyed doing the Crucible, the PvP, the player versus player aspect of it, and the Trials, which is supposed to be even more competitive than your normal PvP. And then we're running across these people that are lag switchers, which essentially means that they're (laughs) creating a lag spike in their internet so that when you go to shoot them, they're technically not there anymore. They're somewhere else. But it looks like they're still there. So they're creating this, this falseness in the game and forcing you as a player to, you know, acclimate your gameplay to try to kill them in a position where they're not actually there. Yeah. So it creates an unfair advantage. And then what does that do to us? We get upset, and of course we do our whole, like, oh, we're going to report them and stuff like that and try to, you know, get the developers to see, like, this person's making this game unenjoyable for other people. But at the end of the day, like, we get frustrated and quit sometimes. We just and right, just, and that's the thing is that the the you know legitimate players that are enjoying trying to enjoy your game eventually stop enjoying your game and they leave. Like, well, I'm not going to play this mode until you know until that developer fixes it. So, I uh, I hundred percent agree with you. Now, one thing I do want to clarify, just in case any of the listeners want to talk about it or bring it up uh, in our Discord, the Motor City Gaming Discord, it's free. Just head on over to MotorCityGaming.com. Right on the homepage, you can click the button to join our Discord. There's Gamers from around the world talk about games every day, so come hang out and let's discuss things like this uh, in the Discord. But before we get the you know the wrong um, you know point across, is that this by no means has anything to do with having an actual disability, having an actual like you know motor skill, uh, reflex function, missing an arm, you know something like. That's that's different, and I understand when someone like that is trying to enjoy gaming. And I, you know, I follow Aaron One Hand Gamer. He's 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 a guy that you know lost an arm, you know, in the war, and has taught himself how to play shooters with one hand, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And he owns people because he wanted to do it, and he and he did it. And at the same time, there's all these great groups. If you go to any PAX convention or any video game convention, really, you'll find. Disabled gamers, right? And and, and they're a, they're a community that 
you'll go you'll go to their booths and they'll have all these cool machines and devices that help disabled gamers play games. Mm-hmm. All the way down to like, you want to play a video game and you're blind? We can we have like you know different ways to have a video game experience. Yeah. And not only like devices and stuff like that. And one thing I I loved about disabled I, every time I'm at a convention, I go talk to them. Yeah. And, and I enjoy it. But they have even reached out and built partnerships with specific developers of games, and allowed which allowed them to have those developers actually create a different version of their game specifically for a specific type of handicap. Yeah. Which is super cool because then it's unique in the fact that, nope, not everybody gets it. So, yeah, it's a lot more work on the developer, and kudos to them for being those people that are going to take their time and take their creation and make it unique specifically for a group or or a one, even one person. Like, right. hey, here's the game that everybody gets to play. But I want this person specifically to enjoy it too. So let me change it so that they can get the same experience or the same thrill out of what I've created here. Yeah, as everybody else. Yeah, we've seen examples now with VR. Um, is a great is a great point here where people that don't have use of their arms uh, can use their eyes mm-hmm. and by just simply with a VR system be able to look around and by by doing you know certain things uh, are able to trigger trigger functions in the game and so. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up shortly because I I don't want people thinking like I'm sitting here being like yeah no easy modes and no no easy way around it and then they go well, what about people that you know can't do it because they actually have a disability I'm not at that point I I one of my favorite places in the conventions is those areas because I get to see some amazing stuff being done you know for people and you know it's tough because when you're a gaming company. You have to you have to be successful and you have to sell games and all that extra work to develop something like this, you know, is for a smaller community that, you know, you're you're doing this for them, knowing not knowing that the profit line is not anything that you care about. And that's why I really appreciate it. And that's why we donate to it, you know, um, anytime we get the chance. So um, so yeah, that got brought up in this article that we read. You know, so a lot of people in the comments started going back and forth and I just think I think that whole thing needs to be removed from this article. We're not we're not trying to claim that if you, you know, are missing an arm, tough luck, uh there shouldn't be a different mode for you. Like that's not that's not what I'm getting at. But at the same time I I've you know, I follow people that are in that exact situation that are playing video games that I play and they're better than me. Mm-hmm. Because they spent the time and effort and they wanted it. That's it. So for me, you know, we've seen some, and this is outside of video games, we've seen some amazing things from some amazing people because of the effort that they put into it. So I, uh, I had the same thing when, uh, back in my World of Warcraft days, I played a hunter and I thought I had a pretty good setup to where it's like when we're going off and we're doing our dungeons or raids or whatever, we're doing even PVP. I was like, all right, I have it all set up. I can do this. And then it comes down to, who could hit the button faster and who's, you know, got a better plan and stuff like that. I, I thought I was I was pretty good. And then I did follow a gamer who had lost all of the fingers on one of their hands. So they only had the one hand to actually, you know, use either mouse or keyboard with. And then the other one, they had actually created like this almost strap that had like a pencil like stick on it that had just the one the one prong, you know. 
and they had taught themselves to utilize that prong to click buttons and click uh, you know keystrokes and stuff like that. And then through time and dedication and practice, I'm watching videos of this person. And I'm like, he's so much better of a hunter than I am. Yep. And he only has one hand. <laughs> exactly. So if, and I guess for me, that's th- those people show me even more why give, giving away things and being like, yeah, you can skip bosses and yeah, you can do this. And yeah, sure. You know, whatever, just skip to the end. You don't have to play the beginning. Like that's like, Look at what some of these people are doing just to play a normal game. And you want this, like, you don't want to earn anything. So video games have always been, for me, a I want to earn the right to say I beat that game. Mm-hmm. When I beat Metroid Samus Returns, I was happy. I was proud because the last couple boss fights were tough. I died a lot. And finally when I beat it, I was like, I was like hell yeah, I felt good. Especially because it's a Metroid game. It's my favorite series. So when I beat it, I was like, yes. And then I started hard mode. And it's ridiculously hard. And I don't know if I'll finish hard mode. But I like that that, that question mark is there because it's a challenge. It's, it's something for me to drive towards. Games that were too easy in the sense of like, I really almost got bored because there was no... You know, there was no loss. There was no deficit that I would receive if I didn't complete it. I just had to keep going, right? Unlimited lives, checkpoints everywhere. Just keep going. Eventually, you'll finish it. Those are the games that generally I didn't finish because I just was like, meh, I'll get back to it some other time. Right. Because the drive disappears. And I think if you if you start to, you know, include these these you know bypass modes and and super easy modes and boss skip modes and all that stuff into gaming you're going to dilute gaming into you know into something less and and people aren't going to put the effort into your game as much as they used to and and once again I don't mind what Cuphead did here where you could go into a level and you just struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle and finally you're like you know what I'm going to click it over the simple maybe just to try to learn the level you know, and then by that, maybe I go back to normal. I try to get it right. Right. And now you have the other things in place too, where it's like, well, if you play everything on simple, you're not going to get all the achievements of the game because you got to beat the game on normal to get the achievements. Right. So now for people that are driven by achievements, they go, well, I can play in simple mode to better understand the full level. Then I can go back to normal mode to get the achievement. So like, I feel like there's that, there's that, you know, functionality too, to drive people to try to move themselves up. It's the same thing with like back when we played, you know, Gears of War or something like that, where it was like you beat it on normal and you got an achievement, but like, but there was an achievement to beat it on hard. And there's an achievement to beat it on the, the hard, the mode above that, you know, and if you could, if you just went straight to the super hard mode and beat it, you got all the achievements below it. That was the, that was the reward. You didn't have to beat the game three times, but if you go from normal, hard and hardcore, then you did have to beat it three times a row. But if you just beat it on hardcore, you'd get all three achievements. So, you know, I, I, I'm okay with things like that. I like that. It, it, it drives certain gamers the, the ability to, uh, you know, to dedicate themselves and train their skill right. and, 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 and really get to that point where they are good enough to achieve what they want. Yeah, and I think the the gaming industry seeing a big hit with this, just in general, with the way that the world is. I remember growing up 
and I know that we've talked about this before in the past so that you can compare to this, but I remember getting my first car. My parents didn't buy me my first car. I had to use my graduation money and, and you know, all these other birthday monies and save up, and I had to buy my first car, and I had to pay the insurance on it, and I had to get a job so that I can, you know, pay for gas so that I could drive that car around. And it was a lesson that was taught to us by our parents to give us pride in the fact that we are owners of this. Like, we worked hard, and we are putting the time and dedication into to have what we want. It's not just given to us. Right. And I feel like nowadays with uh, the so-called millennials, and I know we're at the end of that group. so We're, we're, very, we're, we're very old millennials. Very, very old millennials. Yeah. Like, just, just inside that bracket. But I... Um, I make reference to the era that we live in now being the era of the participation trophy. Because back in the day, you had to earn things. Like, if I went to a hockey tournament and we lost, we didn't get a trophy. We didn't. You didn't win. You didn't get a trophy. And nowadays, I feel like it's not whether you win or it's not whether you lose. It's the fact that you tried. Here's a reward. Yeah. And that's kind of where gaming is at now, where it's like, hey, we're going to give you the reward because you paid some money and you put the effort in. Like, no. Like, you have but to you earn it. You didn't even necessarily put the effort in. You just right. paid some money. You just paid some money. And you played so our game. It, I think that the gaming world's kind of starting to see that as well, too, where, especially in, in major games like World of Warcraft, you're seeing these raids become easy mode. You're seeing the ability to skip bosses. You're seeing the ability to <laughs> group up with people that are... A, a lot higher level and can carry you through like they're just kind of dumbing down video games to make it so that everybody can have what they want and it takes the challenge away for the people that really want it there and really enjoy the game and earn what they you know initially put into the game yeah exactly so in closing here i'm just gonna this is this is my belief if you are not good enough to be the boss to be the level to be the world whatever it is, you don't deserve to see the next one. That's that's how gaming is for me. If I go pay $14 to go see a movie, I understand that I'm going in to see beginning, middle, and end of a movie. By no means do I go look at the movie world and go, oh, the game world's unfair because it's different. And it's always been different. And the reason I'm a gamer is because it's different. If it was just like everything else and I could just sit there and hit the fast forward button... I don't even know if I'd be a gamer. What's the lure at that point? Why? Right. So, you know, in my opinion, you need to earn it. You need to practice. You need to develop a skill. You need to be better than the next person. Whatever, whatever it is and whatever game you're playing. And that's what gets you to that plateau. That's what gets you the end game, the end story, the stuff that you really want to know. And, you know, that's, that's gaming. And I, I don't want to see that go away. I like competition. And as I get older and I can't compete on a soccer field the way I used to, you know, because I have a career and I can't afford to break my leg, you know, like gaming is still that outlet for me where I can be, I can still try to be competitive or I still can try to build a skill and be the game and celebrate that. Like it's something that is important to me for those, for those reasons. And seeing people complain about it to me, it's upsetting. It's just, it's almost like, like you said, entitlement and just like, give me this, give me that. I, you know, I didn't earn it, but I want it. Yeah. And keep in mind too that 
as an entitled gamer, you're not just getting the rewards out of it. You're also spoiling it and ruining the game for other people. So perfect example with soccer is like you don't have the ability to go out and physically play soccer anymore. So now you're going to plug in FIFA 18, right? And you're going to the closest thing you can get to soccer without physically going out and breaking your leg. But now you have these people that are like basically stealing money from companies so that they can give themselves advantages, which ruins your game. Exactly. You know, you're not just getting what you want out of the game. You're also ruining other people's experiences. Yeah, in some ways. Yeah, in some some ways that's happening for sure, especially with games like FIFA, you know, um, and and the the switch lag switchers on a lot of the competitive shooters, things like that. So, yeah, it's just gaming is supposed to be competitive. It's supposed to be a challenge, and and you know that's good. It's a good thing. So I don't know. That's where I'm at with the topic. We want to know where you're at with the topic, though, and you can chime in on social media: Motor City Gaming on Facebook, Gaming in Detroit on Twitter. Uh, let us know what you're thinking there, or join us in the Discord where we're hanging out every day, talking with gamers from around the world, and we'll be in there, I'm sure, to, talking about this once this uh, episode's live. So um, it's free, MotorCityGaming.com. Click on the Join MCG Discord button right on the homepage, and you're in. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the last thing I have to say on this. Any, anything, any last point you want to make for uh, for this topic? Uh, the last point I want to make is that this episode was bought, brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. Who are real gamers. Who are real gamers that we know of. Most of them. And dogs, apparently. If you want early access to this show, along with other great perks, please head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Start your patronage yesterday, and then tell all your friends about it. You know, If you enjoy listening to topics like this where we can dive deep, get behind some of the scenes and not just give you like a, a news clipping and give you our reactions and how we feel about it and you know compare it to growing up as gamers to how we feel nowadays you know every little bit counts and uh we appreciate everybody's support that they've been giving us yeah thanks to everybody and we also want to thank our sponsor detroitbeardcollective.com if you have facial hair or you know someone that's got a mighty beard there's no better product on this earth than detroitbeardcollective.com has so head on over there we're going to help you save use the code mcgaming at checkout and you will save 20% on all orders over $25 again the code is mcgaming yeah and if you like retro video games, listen to the Legend Retro Podcast, which airs every Thursday. They just did a mini episode in their car when they did not get a SNES Classic. Yeah, it was, it was uh, interesting. And they were okay with it, you know? I feel, I feel they really wanted it, and I'm sure that at some point they'll, they'll gather one. But, um, but you know what it is, is that they, they tried. It, they tried, and it was an experience. And they failed. And the stories that they'll tell when you listen to this episode are almost worth more than the SNES Classic itself. Yeah, so exactly. listen to those guys every Thursday, everywhere you can listen to this great show. Yep, and we air every Sunday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, and of course, MotorCityGaming.com. Um, and then don't forget about our uh, mothership show, GameZilla Podcast. We are live on Twitch every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, doing the show live uh, and then airing every Tuesday morning on all those same great locations as Gamesilla Alpha. So, all right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning into episode twenty-eight of the Gamesilla Alpha. 
I've been your host, Grimlock, and with me, as always, is Jazzy Fiddle, and we will see you next week, but until then, game game on. on!